What's up, everybody? Welcome to Therapy Thursday. I'm so excited to be able to be back in this spot, in this seat to share therapy and God's word with you. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Y'all, come on, let's pull up a chair, pull up a seat, tune in in the comment section. Let us know where you're streaming from. We're excited that you're here and that you're taking your wellness very seriously. Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you for being present with us. So God, in this divine moment, give us what we need. We avail ourselves to you. Make our hearts fertile. Open our ears. Allow us to receive that what you have for us today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going to jump right into it. So here's the deal. Your heart is not a temp agency. It's not a temporary service. And your heart is not designed to employ part-time love. It's important that We know the difference between saying I love you and living it out. And many times we want love so badly that we hear the words, we receive the words I love you, and we overlook the actions that are contrary to what is being spoken, right? And so one of the things that we wanna talk about and engage today is that there is a difference between saying I love you and living it out. And this goes on both parts of the giver and the receiver. We're not just talking about the receiver receiving love. Yes, it is imperative that you demand people in your orbit, in your life, that they show up for you. You demand that people are persistent and consistent. You deserve to tell the people around you, you deserve to raise the standard on your heart that says, listen, if you say you love me, you got to show up for me. If you say you love me, then I demand reciprocity. If you say you love me, then I expect for there to be empathy. Like you got to show up for me, but let's be abundantly clear. Living love out is not just about people showing up for you or a person showing up for you. In your marriage, in a relationship, in your family, you also got to show up for yourself, right? And so one of the things that is absolutely critical as we talk about what it means to, to say the words, I love you, And what it means to actually see that lived out, because the truth of the matter is most of us, not all, but most of us, many of us, we've probably spent most of our lives thinking we have a good understanding of what love is. We watch the right television shows. We've read the romantic books. We've um, we've seen images on social media and we think that we know. But you learn what love looks like from your childhood home. And when we leave our home, 
most of us should put an asterisk beside love because we leave home thinking we have a good understanding of what love is. And we say we say to ourselves, love means sacrificing everything to make sure the other person is good. Right. Many of us, we leave home and we say love is making sure you always say yes and you never say no. Love is sometimes painful and abusive because I saw how my father and my mother fought and they cussed and they and they would use derogatory terminology. So you leave home thinking that's what love looks like. So before we enter into this 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 episode, this installment and this conversation, I think we have to be humble enough to understand or at least be aware that it's possible that you don't have a full, authentic image of what love is. It's possible, right? Because through counseling sessions, um, helping people walk through divorce, helping people get married, dealing with um, different things that arises in marriage and even in singleness, here is a truth. We settle for the words because we expect the actions to just be what it is. Sometimes we want the relationship so badly that it's easier to accept I love you as the words and overlook the actions. In order for us to enter into this space, I think it's important to know that we have to be aware. Being aware of yourself, being aware of your patterns, because it's not always the other person. Yes, it could very well just be that you have made decision after decision in the last three relationships, they all ended the same. But I think in order for behavioral change to occur, there has to first be awareness. Are you aware of you? Are you aware of your patterns? Are you aware of your habits? Are you aware of your proclivities? Are you aware of you? It's easy to be aware of others. It's easy to be aware of, of everyone else's actions. But the question is, are you aware of you? And when there's awareness, then we can begin to change behavior. There becomes awareness and then there has to be accountability. This means that I'm not gonna blame my decision-making on other people. I'm not gonna blame the failed relationship on other people. I'm gonna be accountable to my own decisions. I'm gonna be accountable to the fact that I thought I knew what love looked like. I thought love was passion, right? Because what I wanna be able to do with you is I wanna show you the variations of, of love because I think that we confuse love with passion, right? We confuse love with infatuation. We confuse love with obsession. Or we confuse love with lust, right? And when we don't fully understand what love looks like, then you saying I love you is all I need to hear. You saying I love you would allow me to forgive what I just saw that happened. You saying I love you will cause me to overlook the fact that I just 
saw you text someone else or I just caught you in a lie or you or you you didn't show up like you say you were going to show up. But you saying I love you makes everything all right. Could it be that you don't fully understand or comprehend what love looks like? Today, we're talking from the subject, if you really love me. Somebody type in the comment section, if you really love me, if you really love me, if you really love me, understanding the difference between saying I love you and living it out. And your question is, why is this important? Because understanding the difference between saying I love you and living I love you out can not only heal your heart, but it can save your life. Even if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 20, King Saul had a daughter by the name of Michal. And the Bible says in that verse, now Michael or Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul and the thing pleased Saul. What's powerful about this? is when we talk about if you really love me, but the question is, do you really love you? She, the Bible says, loved David and she didn't really even know him. They weren't even in a relationship. You see, you see that? So she, the Bible says that she says she loved him and so she entered into a relationship and eventually marriage with David and the marriage goes south, but she stays absolutely committed to him, but he wasn't as committed to her as she was to him. She sacrificed her relationship with her father just to make sure David was good. And David still moved on with his life, got married, remarried, had more children. And she became bitter. But I think in her life, even after she remarried to a man by the name of Paltiel in 2 Samuel chapter 3, she tried to move on with her life. But I think she discovered that there's a difference between actually saying I love you and living it out. It's not just about the other person giving love. It's about you understanding what love actually is. And what you probably coin or call love might just necessarily, it might be infatuation. Because there's various, there's various elements that you need in order to live love out. And for me, I had not seen authentic you know, romantic love, couple, married. I had not seen that in most of my life, majority of my life. But yet I thought I had a good grasp on what love was. Hence, the revolving door of relationships and broken relationships. But I could, you couldn't tell me that I didn't know what love was. And yet I kept entering into relationships. And I think that's what happens is if there is not awareness, if there is not accountability, and if there is not acceptance, accepting, I, arriving to a point where accepting the fact that, hey, this is something that is true that I need to work on. I don't know what real, authentic, re reciprocal, just, I don't know what that looks like. Until you arrive to a place 
that you can accept what something is without trying to control it, manipulate it, dress it up. You can't really change your life. You can't really experience transformation. So it's 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 awareness. And I think that's the very first thing. And when we are not aware of ourselves, aware of our context, there can't be accountability. And instead of blaming everybody, I'm going to accept what needs to change in my life. And then when I accept it, I'm saying, hey, this is what it is. And then action. This is what I'm going to do. I encounter people time and time again. I want to get married. We're married. We're, we're, we're about to get married. I proposed. And they think, when I say, why are you all getting married? Why do you want to get married? And usually the answer is because I love them. I love him. I love her. And that's great. And then when you start to press and peer and pry into the relationship to assess the relationship, there's so many obstacles, so many pitfalls and so many gaps that have not been addressed because we think that just saying I love you and feeling it in our heart is enough for the marriage to succeed. And the truth of the matter is marriages do not thrive on love alone. But when we learn to shape and reshape our understanding that love is not simply passion. Passion is the energy, is the desire that you have toward something or someone. And yes, love contains passion. That's one of the five things. Let me, let me, let me, let me give that to you. Let me give that to you. Love, living love out requires five things, at least these five things. I want you to write this down. Living love out requires, number one, vulnerability. Vulnerability is the front door that love walks through. And if vulnerability is not there, love cannot thrive. You can love someone. You can be in love with someone. But expecting to live that love out over time, if there is not vulnerability, love will, will dwindle, it will fade, it will run out of oxygen. So what is vulnerability? Vulnerability means to freely unveil yourself to another person. It means to be completely uninhibited. When you are vulnerable, you offer yourself to another person without being prompted. When I say offer yourself, to be vulnerable means that I give you me without prompting you to, re to ask, to reach, to inquire. To be vulnerable is risky, but in order for you to live love out, truly more than just passion, more than just a feeling, there must be vulnerability. And you can't demand, it's easier to demand vulnerability from someone than it is to reciprocate it. The fear of judgment, 
the fear of, of you shaming me, the fear of failure. Vulnerability is the front door that you must walk through. But if you've never seen love lived out, then being vulnerable for you is off the table. You see, for most of us listening to the stream right now, when I talk about being vulnerable, there's always stipulations. I'll be vulnerable if. I'll be vulnerable. You got people who are in, who've been married for 20 years and still aren't vulnerable to one another. Yeah, you might be in the covenant, but whether you're thriving is a whole nother ball game. And vulnerability is a process. You grow, you continue to grow into vulnerability. It's something that you, it's a clo- It's a pair of clothing that you choose to put on every day. I'm choosing to be vulnerable. I'm choosing to let you know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, how I'm hurting or how I'm succeeding. What makes me afraid? What makes me excited? Real vulnerability says I'm going to be vulnerable with you even if you're not with me. I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to cultivate a relationship of vulnerability. But vulnerability is terrifying. But it's the very thing that you need in order to live love out. You can thrive in every other area. But the question is, do you know how to unveil yourself without stipulation? So, To live love out. I can tell you I love you all day. I love you, boo. I love you. I love you. I love you. I can buy you things. We can go on trips. I can post you on social media. And you still not know what's in my heart. You still not know what I'm thinking. Because for some of us, we haven't seen love. For many of us, we haven't seen love. So we don't know what vulnerability looks like. We can do everything but reveal to you what makes me feel shameful. So number one, it's it's vulnerability. Type that. Number two, it's empathy. Empathy is not a skill you develop. It's a gift you ask God for. It's a heart posture. Empathy is the keys that unlocks the door to vulnerability. Empathy, you need empathy. Empathy is the reason why, or the lack of empathy is the reason why relationships are suffering. Because we live in a selfie world. We live in a world where it's, I'm always taking a selfie. It's always about me. But when you are empathetic, what you're doing is you're making a conscious decision to consider someone else above yourself or someone else instead of yourself. It doesn't mean you're depriving yourself of what you need. It means in a relationship, in a marriage, I understand that my decisions will impact you. So it's me considering you and what you think, what you feel and how you move and how what I do will impact you. And so often we have marriages, we have relationships, we have committed couples who are in a relationship, but they lack empathy. You make decisions without the consideration of the other person. And because I never saw empathy in my home, I don't know how to consider someone else. It's always about me. 
And so we enter into marriages, we enter into covenants, and it's selfishness upon selfishness. And you cannot live in a thriving marriage if there is not empathy. Go and find someone who has been married for years, who is thriving. Find a 50-year-old marriage, find a 35-year-old marriage, and ask them about empathy. And I bet you what you will discover is that they understand how their partner functions. They understand what makes their partner tick. They understand how to put a smile on their face. They are always considering. The death of empathy is the reason why many relationships turn upside down. So there's vulnerability. How do you live love out? Living love out ain't got nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with how many posts and how many pictures you take. It has nothing to do with showing or displaying anything to anyone outwardly. You can say I love you, but I need you. If you love me, I need you to show up for me. If you love me, I need you to live like you love me, not just say it. I demand full-time love. I am not a temporary agency and I do not hire part-time love. If you are going to enter into my orbit, I expect full-time love. If you really love me, show up for me. Somebody say you got to show up for me. So if you're going to have or if you're going to live love out, and when I say live love out, it's not just what you're expecting someone else to give you. It's what you also distribute. You can't have that without vulnerability. You can't have it without empathy. You can't have it without commitment. Listen. Love without commitment is not really anything. Commitment is not a feeling. What commitment means, it means to honor your covenant. Covenant is not just marriage. A commitment essentially is honoring your covenant. Your covenant is what you agree to. It's what you say yes to. So a commitment says, I said yes, so I'm going to follow through. I'm committed. Committed supersedes feeling because you're not going to always feel like you love someone. You're not going to always feel like showing up. You're not going to always feel like being sacrificial. You're not going to always feel like it, but because you are committed, you honor your covenant. You get me? So saying I love you is cool. But me, I'm from Missouri. I'm from the show me state. Like, I need you to show me. Because at some point, words of affirmation, your heart cannot thrive on words of affirmation alone. Like, your heart needs substance. Your heart needs actions. And I need your commitment. You need vulnerability. That's the front door. You need empathy. Those are the keys that open that door. You need commitment. Commitment is following through. It's walking through that door. It's, it's, it's honoring your covenant. 
And you need honor. Somebody type honor. Let me say a word about honor. Let me say a word about honor. We're in a culture that doesn't really cultivate honor anymore. But if you're going to live love out, if you're going to expect someone to live it out, you need these dynamics. And if you don't demand this from yourself and from the people who are in your orbit, you will never be able to live love out. You will st- you will go through patterns and cycles and wonder why it's not working out. Listen to me. And before you expect someone, Michael, you ex- I love him. I love him. And then she's chasing after him. She's chasing after him only to discover that she's displaying love the way she understood love from her father. See what I'm saying? Because we learn love from home. And we leave home not realizing that we got to continue shaping what love is. Because that's not the full true image of love. Vulnerability Empathy, commitment, honor. Honor and respect are not the same thing. Respect is something that must be earned, right? You earn respect and respect is to uh, validate someone. It is to, um, it is to, Revere, it is to place worth upon some, to respect someone, they earn it. But to honor someone, it's to be given freely, right? So you, to honor, you need honor in a marriage. You have to honor the other person. To respect is earned, but to honor is given. To respect, respect is something that is earned. You got to earn my respect. But honor is something that I give. You give honor freely. And if you don't honor something, if you don't honor someone, it's hard to receive from someone you don't honor. Think about this. So when you look in Mark chapter 6, and Jesus said the words, He couldn't do many works in his hometown because the people lacked faith, right? When you look at that, he says, I couldn't do great works because the people didn't believe. What he was saying to is that they believed in God, but they didn't honor me. It's not that the people didn't believe in God. They didn't honor Jesus. They needed Jesus to prove himself before they would give, you know, respect and honor They loved God, but they didn't honor Jesus. And because they didn't honor Jesus, they couldn't properly receive from him. You can't receive love genuinely from someone you don't honor. You can't love someone. You can't live. Well, you can't live it out. Let me say you can't live out love. You can't give authority to a man and submit to him if you don't honor the position of husband. 
right? I honor this because God told me this, this is the divine order of the home. And so I, I don't have to, I, I honor the position and because I honor what God has set forth, I, you don't have to, you don't have to earn honor. I give honor because this is what God ordained and I honor it. Honor, you bestow, is to bestow high respect upon and it is given freely. But sometimes, even for Jesus, Jesus was too familiar to them. They saw Jesus. They saw him as, you know, someone who was good with his hands. But they didn't they didn't see him. They didn't revere him as Messiah. And so because they didn't honor the position, they couldn't honor him. And if a man doesn't honor the position of his wife, what God ordained, if he doesn't, he can't properly respect her. He can't properly receive. And now the flow of the oil in the marriage can't happen. There must be a reciprocal honor. Like I got to, you have to honor the person who you say you want to live love out with. And if you don't honor, there can't be flow of oil. And because we don't honor, like we need honor. And honor doesn't have to be earned. I'm giving it to you because this is what God ordained. Right? Think about it. When we talk about honor or we talk about respect, we talk about that in marriages and relationships so often. I hear, well, they, he has to earn for me to submit or she has to earn for me to, you know, allow this to happen or for me to to be even submissive. A man, you know, because we're it's mutual submission in, in marriage. But listen to this. He shouldn't have to earn your honor. She shouldn't have to earn your honor. You should honor them because this is what God ordained. If you're going to live love out, you need vulnerability, empathy, commitment, honor. The last thing you need is passion. But, but consider this. Passion is the desire and excitement you have toward someone. Now, this is where we mess up. This is where we mess up. We enter into relationships And what we consider to be love is simply passion. And that's the excitement and the desire that we have towards something or someone. And so we enter into a relationship and all we focus on is passion. Get that? We focus on the passion and depending on the level of passion in the relationship and the marriage, we determine that being how much you love us, how much you love me, because there's so much passion, there's so much desire. But get this, passion without commitment, without vulnerability is infatuation. Don't miss that. Passion without commitment, passion without it, without vulnerability 
is infatuation. And usually what happens when you enter into a relationship and there is no vulnerability, there is no commitment, all there is is passion, that's not love, that's infatuation. And two years, six months, a year into that relationship, as soon as you enter into conflict, you will determine how much love was actually there because the passion will begin to dissipate. Don't allow you to have more than one conflict back to back. Then all of a sudden, that passion will begin to fluctuate. And if you build a relationship off of infatuation, you will always be disappointed. Passion is not love. You get that? But don't miss it. We enter into a relationship and we build around passion. And then you have passion. And then you have closeness or intimacy. But you still don't have commitment, no honor, no empathy. You can have closeness, you can have passion, you can you can have intimacy. But if you don't have commitment, if you don't have honor, you don't have empathy, then all you have is lust. Because lust is when there is passion. Yes, there is empathy. But there is still no honor. There is still no commitment. And there is still no empathy. Building a marriage off of lust will run out of fuel when the newness of the marriage wears off or when circumstances change. Many times we enter into a relationship, we build around passion, but then there's no honor, no empathy, no vulnerability, but uh, a relationship that has passion and commitment, still not love, that's obsession. Obsession is when you enter into a relationship and you build around passion. And yes, you do have commitment. You can have commitment. I'm committed to staying in this relationship. I'm committed to making sure that you don't have or you are not with anybody else. I say I love you, but it's really I don't want you to love anybody else or I don't want anybody else to love you. So I'm committed to staying with you because I don't want you to be with anyone else. Obsession is when a relationship is built around passion and commitment, but it lacks honor, it lacks empathy, and it lacks vulnerability. Unless you have the five things, your relationship runs the risk of running its course. And so when a relationship is built around obsession, that can be dangerous. I'm with you and we're with each other for five years, 10 years, got the commitment, got the passion, but there is no honor. I don't honor you. I cheat on you. I treat you in any kind of way. I talk any kind of way. I'm not empathetic. 
There's no vulnerability. But we're together. And really it's because I don't want you to be with anybody else. But when you build a relationship around vulnerability, empathy, commitment, honor, and passion, then what happens is you can begin to live love out. But you can't begin to reshape what love looks like if you don't become aware that, hey, my image of love needs some repair, right? And granted, your parents could have been together for 30 years and you could have seen what love is like and perhaps um, you think that you're good. No, no, no. Nine times out of 10, all of us have a view of love that can use repairing and transforming and upgrading, right? That's why it's so hard for us to receive the love of God. It's so hard for us to receive grace because us trying to understand what love really is because God shows us this, right? Um, But for us today, I think understanding that I need more than just your words. But the question is, why is it that you've been accepting just words? You see how it goes both ways. Why is it that you feel you can't say no or you can't disagree or you you avoid conflict? It's because you think love should never say no. You see, you see that. So it's not always putting the onus on of the on the other person to give us everything. We need to be able to provide for ourselves what we need before we expect someone else to give us something. So you have to provide love for yourself and loving yourself in a quality way before you expect someone else to come in and to raise the standard of love for you. So what what is love? Love is, living love out means I can't hide behind shame forever. Because if I live behind shame, I'm going to rob the person who God assigns in my life. I'm gonna rob them from true authentic love because Real love learns to love people, to be passionate towards people, even in their frailty, even in their imperfection. Living love out is not about being perfect and being without blemish. It's learning to love through and despite blemishes. Because we think love has to be perfect. We think it has to look this way. We think it cannot have conflict. No. In marriage and any covenant relationship, there's going to be conflict. But that's why you need commitment. But that's why you need vulnerability. That's why you need empathy. That's why you need honor. You need these things 
because this is what helps you to live love out. If you love me, don't just say you love me. I need you to live like you love me. But if I love me, I don't need to tell you I love me. I just need to live like I love me. And living like I love me might be the reason that you're no longer in the picture. Lord, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your kindness. We thank you for this opportunity to even have a discussion about about love. Living it out. Understanding the nuances of it. Lord, many of us have not had a good glimpse or image of what genuine, authentic love looks like. And we need you to help us to begin reshaping what love is and what that looks like to live it out. Love does not run from conflict. Love is not judgmental. Love does raise a standard. Love does say no. Love does create boundaries. Love is not painful. Love is empathetic. It's reciprocal. But God, we need you to help us to reshape and to continue shaping what agape love is. We thank you for this moment. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You all have a wonderful day. I'll see you all next go around. If you really love me, if this is helpful, make sure you share this with somebody who needs this. Uh, send this to someone. We bless you. We thank you for tuning in to Therapy Thursdays. Peace.